Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening. Hopefully I will have someone joining me, but if not, it's just going to be a solo show. Uh, and uh, yes, boy, oh boy, um, it was uh, a weekend of rugby, wasn't it? So all those games in one place over there in Melbourne. For me, uh, we also had the uh, pre-season kicked off, pre, uh, pre-season games kicked off as well in club rugby for Waihe. So I was at some um, why he uh, I was hoping why he rugby club uh, videoing their games or their, their game of three halves that they had um, against Catty Catty uh, and also Talpo Mar- Marist uh, and uh, um, why he came away um, with the trophy so well done there in their pre-season game of uh, three halves um, being their official videographer <laughs> of the of, of, of the club uh, so it's good to see them um, going well uh, and I'd like to encourage everyone out there who's watching um, to get involved or and listening, obviously, uh, to get involved with your local rugby club. Uh, look, these clubs can't exist without volunteers. Um, and if they have lots of volunteers doing little bits, it all adds up um, and makes life much easier um, for everybody and makes much more of a community club. So please do get down to your rugby club uh, and uh, get uh, get involved, basically. Um, don't forget, folks, that you can join us at 8 p.m. every single Monday evening um, where we'll be talking about all the hot topics in rugby. We're talking about Super Rugby and also Six Nations um, will be the two main topics of both Alpaki and also um, Pacifica, Pacific um, as far as the Super Rugby goes. So we're covering all of that kind of stuff. That's where we'll be concentrating our efforts. Now, it's been a long day for me, um, so hopefully um, I stay awake during this. Um, first day of work doing working for the uh, on the census so I only finished half an hour ago heading around there obviously census day is tomorrow so folks please do um, fill in your census if you are in New Zealand um, and uh, yeah, fill in your census uh, either online or the forms that uh, we've been taking around for you so um, yes I'm treating myself to a, a, a can or two of uh, stout this evening good evening to um, Simon who is um uh, joining us um, the uh, in the uh, the live chat there. Uh, apparently, it's international rugby Europe semi-finals in um, uh, in Spain and uh, Portugal. So, uh, um, good luck to um, 
Oh, sorry, they certainly brought to won their game. So look out uh, for that um, uh, that competition at uh, uh, on online if you can. Simon is our resident uh, or, or regular guest who covers off. Excuse me, regular. Um, not guest, sorry, um, regular uh, viewer who does um, cost off and every, uh, cover off and everything. So George and Spain, he said, sorry, you got that wrong there. So um, look, um, so yes, we'll cover off on all of those sort of things. Now, no, no um, Six Nations um, last weekend. Um, that uh, was the bye week. Um, coming up this uh, current weekend, um, we've got Italy versus Wales um, and uh, England versus France. Both those on Sunday morning, New Zealand time, so 3:15 uh, a.m. for Italy versus Wales, which should be uh, promises to be an absolute cracker. Because remember, that is basically the wooden spoon playoff, and Italy have looked really good in their first three rounds. Sure, they've lost all those games, but they have put up some good performances and have been play have played the number one and number two in the world. So, um, so look, I think they've got a, a cracking chance. Wales, on the other hand, have been disappointing, let's be honest, and with player revolts and all sorts going on, it's an absolute mess over in Wales at the moment, unfortunately. Um, so will Wales lose to Italy for two years on the bounce? Now, that um, could happen. Then we've got England versus France. Obviously, that's uh, France there um, going as favourites to Twickenham, but Twickenham is always a tough place for them. England, look, Far from the finished product by any stretch of the imagination, but at least there were some foundations for something to build on in that game against Wales. And they are coming off the bounce of two wins um, against Italy and Wales, admittedly the two bottom teams in the competition. Um, I do expect France to win, but um, uh, there's that game at uh, Twickenham. And then on Monday morning at uh, so that's 5.45am New Zealand, and then Monday morning at 4am, Scotland versus Ireland. That should be a cracker as well. Scotland have uh, really gone well it's come to win their opening two rounds obviously um, and then going well against France and a number of people were thinking they should have won that game if they'd been able to close out the key moments but France better at doing that won that game um, but uh, but some um, quality or ability wise Scotland had a were in a good shout there so up against Ireland that should be a cracking game and um, so two cracking games there this week uh, this coming weekend in the um, in the six nations but um, let's look back then on the um, Super Rugby um, and uh, in Super Rugby Alpaca. We had two games. We had the um, Blues versus um, the uh, Chiefs and uh, Mata Atu um, versus the Hurricanes. Mata Atu, the, the team from the South Island, um, for those of you uh, covering both the Crusaders and Hurricanes areas, for those of you um, overseas people who are... Um, who are part of who are listening? I love you, folks. You can join in actually in the live chat on YouTube and Facebook at 8 pm, or you can listen to us as a podcast as well. Um, Mokton writes, Good evening to you, sir. You're uh, you're there uh, on um, on YouTube along with Simon as well. Um, so uh, before we get into this, I did have a chat with um, Del Suisa, who is the assistant coach of the um, Chiefs. He is also he is a he used to be the uh, Blackfern Sevens and the uh, Blackferns um, head coach, um, as well as head coach for Counties Manica, which is where I've seen him and talked to him before. Um, so um, I had a quick chat with him. Here's a little excerpt from that interview. The interview is available for Patreons um, of, uh, Patreon supporters of uh, New Zealand Sport Radio. Head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio to catch that, to catch the full interview. Uh, but here's a little snippet of him um, talking about uh, the, I guess, the situation 
um, within Super Rugby Alpaki. Just that one training a week. So it's uh, the I guess there we've got our expectations as to what we can expect from this from this uh, tournament as a whole. Um, needs to be a bit measured if it's not a full time professional environment um, where mm. the players have, have got the the, the the sort of recovery, um, the video session the next day, um, then a, uh, sort of a, a skill session, then a contact session, then a captain's run. It's not as uh, it, it's not that full that full setup um, that. Uh, uh, that I guess we hoped or, or that, that some people would expect it to be because um, we're seeing it on Sky and it does have the Super Rugby uh, sort of logo on it. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's not yet probably where the competition needs to be, but I think the important thing is that it has started. And if you look at the platform provided by the, you know, Ferraro Gorman's Rugby last year, um, something needed to happen. Um, if it didn't, NRL certainly doing something, and and uh, Australian women are certainly doing something with their with their thing. And uh, see a number of our girls, as I understand it, heading over to Australia straight after this competition finishes. Um, you know, potentially that's something that um, it could be a threat to our domestic game. Because if things look brighter in Australia, there's more pathway to playing for Australia. <laughs> Uh, then hey, they might just think about staying there, or if, 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 certainly the NRL is a little bit longer and a little bit more money. And again, they might just think about staying there and not coming back. So, yep, although it's a, um, a start, it, it is a, um, a means to an end, and, and um, hopefully things will move through quite quickly. Um, you know, by the time this comes around next year. No, I totally agree. At the moment, it's a it's a it's a blink and you miss it kind of tournament with with only playing each other once and then the finals uh, home and away would be great and also some trans Tasman games as well um, would be would, would would be good. Um, but at the moment, with the Super W and Super W Packy not happening at the same time, it's a bit difficult to have a have a finals um, or, or, or cross over games until until that sort of uh, is synchronised. Well, uh, you've got lots of video to watch. Um, to, to to prepare for this weekend. So um, thank you very much um, for your time and uh, all the best of luck um, this coming weekend against the Blues. And thank you very much. Appreciate yes. it. So there, look, um, I think a lot of us assumed that the Super Rugby, when the girls or the women um, were in the Super Rugby Alpaki setup, um, with uh, with the four super rugby teams, that they will be in a fully professional environment. Um, and look, the, the apparently they're getting paid uh, the same pro rata amount um, as um, super rugby players. And look, they're only together for about a month, um, so um, look, it's not the full amount, um, but the the pay rate. Um, now, sure, that's probably at the minimum wage that the uh, super rugby, rather than at the kind of Bowden Barrett's wages. Um, but even so. Um, so it's, it's been kind of sold as um, super rugby for women. I, uh, and that encompass, that means full-time rugby um, for that period. But it clearly isn't because they only have one training session a week, um, which is less than some clubs do. <laughs> Let's be blunt here. Um, and as I say, it doesn't include, doesn't have, don't, don't have that full-time effort to put in the recovery, to put in the, have the video session, have the skill session, have the contact session, then have the captain's run, etc. That's not there. Um, so... Um, anyone who's complaining about the level or in Super Rugby needs to be aware. Uh, it's very packy. Needs to be really, really needs to be uh, brought back into line because look at the moment they're not given the opportunity uh, to be uh, to have this to to train properly to be able to put on a the same level of um, of, of skills as we see on the men's side of things. Um, 
the uh, uh, he, we, we, we talk about a bunch of things in that interview. Um, he talks about how uh, the little setup time there is, how we've had got, we've got brand new coaching setups, we've got brand new players in a lot of teams, uh, how much change has happened between year one and year two, um, and how they're going about things at the Chiefs. Um, talks about the culture of us to um, the, the, the player led side of things. So it's a really cool interview. So I do encourage you to head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio um, and sign up there. You can do it for as little as a dollar a month, folks. It's not a lot of money. Um, it really helps me pay for my tech and that I need to do these sort of shows um, uh, and uh, etc. So please do support us there. Looking at the results on the weekend, um, I think it went pretty much as expected into Brogao Packy. Um, the Blues uh, were downed by the Chiefs 33 to 50. Um, the Chiefs uh, look have still won every single game they have played ever um, over, over the last over three years of their existence. It's their third, third season existing. Now, admittedly, the first season was just one exhibition game, but even so, um, that, uh, that that still counts. And I'm also talking about all preseason friendlies as well. I'm not just talking about some competition games that they've won. Um, Mata Atu, though, were upset by the Hurricanes, pal. Um, let's be honest. Um, Mata Atu, who downed the Blues in the first round, 33-31, to whereas the Hurricanes got beaten 21-53 by the Chiefs. And we all expected that uh, Mata Atu's forward power would be too much for the Chiefs, uh, for the Hurricanes, sorry. But the Hurricanes edged it out 24-25. to um, So really a tight game there um, with that one. Um, this coming weekend, um, the uh, Chiefs host Mata Atu, and uh, say <laughs> you've got to, you've got to back the Chiefs in that one. Um, after um, putting on fifty three, putting on over hundred points in their first two games um, there, and then the Hurricanes against the Blues, that should be a cracker. The Blues have to win this game um, because then it's going to come down to in the tables as to kind of um, that, that'll then have uh, Mata Atu, the Chiefs, uh, and the Hurricanes all. Oh, sorry, the Mata Atu, the Hurricanes, and the Blues all on one win if the Blues win this weekend. Um, so um, a big, big one there um, for um, uh, for that one um, over, over, over for, for, for that one there. So, yes, um, uh, it, it is, uh, it's, uh, it's very tight below the Chiefs, but the Chiefs um, are a step ahead of the um, other three teams at the moment in Super Rugby Alpaki. What you heard, though, from that interview really was a concern from Daryl about um, I guess something that we've seen from Australian rugby for a long time about uh, them being behind the AFL, behind um, NRL um, uh, for access to talent, because those two um, codes um, take uh, are, are basically bigger than rugby union is over in um, in Australia, and uh, both um, AFL and uh, the uh, NRL have both got professional women's competitions up and running, and if rugby union doesn't um, get some. Um, their, um, their act together um, on this one, then um, they are going to lose a lot of talent. Um, now, admittedly, it doesn't matter whether, where you finish in the top four. Basically, what you're trying to do is not finish fourth. If you finish fourth, then um, you, in the preliminary finals, you're going to play the Chiefs. Uh, it's first versus fourth, second versus third, um, with then the winners of those kind of semi-finals um, going on to be in the grand final uh, and the losers into the uh, th um, third, fourth playoff. Um, situation. So there's two rounds of finals um, this year. So it's an extra round of games compared to last year. Uh, well, well, they're supposed to be finals last year, but they didn't have them in the end. Um, but it's an extra round of games this year. Uh, so so um, in, in in that, um, so look, uh, all the four teams. Doesn't matter where you finish. If you join this round robin, basically what you're trying to do is avoid 
playing the Chiefs come um, semi-finals time because they have been, I say, by far the strongest team in Super Rugby um, Alpaki. Um, moving on then into the um, Super Rugby. Actually, before we do, let's, let's, we should pick, um, knock off some uh, news before then. Um, and one big news item um, has been around the All Blacks um, and the head coaching role. The, the New Zealand Rugby came out and said, we are going to appoint the uh, the um, All Blacks head coach for 2024 before the Rugby World Cup. And it's the first time they've ever done that, that they've actually appointed the uh, um, head coach for the year after the Rugby World Cup um, before um, the um, Rugby World Cup um, have actually uh, even kicked off. Um, the um, uh, Foster immediately said uh, that uh, he would be standing down as head coach. He made it very clear that he didn't think the head coach should be appointed beforehand and that uh, everything should be about the Rugby World Cup and you should actually appoint the person afterwards. Um, now, to my mind, I think that's incorrect because I don't think your, your coaches are going to be necessarily available. And if they are, you're going to be having to buy them out of contracts. Um, so I don't think it's actually the best way to go about it. But um, so I disagree with Ian Foster on that one. Uh, then he immediately said, um, look, I'm not going to, I'm going to um, throw his toys out the pram in it to a certain extent. Look, I'm not standing. I'm not going to reapply for the role. He was hoping to win the Rugby World Cup um, and then have that on his CV um, to, uh, to potentially reapply for the role. I look, I can, I've delivered the goods. You've got to give me another four years. Um, the um, the to, to me, I think um, uh, as, as not quite see um, good. Foster knows where he stands. Um, he's, uh, he's not calling the shots anymore. The clique is broken. Well, it, it certainly looks that way. Um, uh, and it looks like it's between Jamie Joseph and um, Scott uh, Robertson um, as to who uh, to, to be the next uh, head coach of the um, the York Blacks um, at the moment. Um, there, there is an outside shot there um, for Conor O'Shea. Uh, not Conor um Oh, not Conor O'Shea. Who am I talking about? The ex-Island coach. I've gone blank. Sorry, folks. He's now the current assistant coach for the All Blacks. Uh, anyway, um, he's an outside shout um, as, um, as, as as well. Um, but I'm sorry, I've gone blank uh, on, on that one. Um, so, yeah, so interesting that that's, uh, that's where that's at. What it does show, though, is there has been definitely a breakdown between New Zealand rugby um, and, the, uh, and, and the head coach. Um, and uh, I think there's also um, the... Uh, um, uh, New Zealand Rugby. Um, Joe Smith, thank you very much. Simon, as the, the person I was uh, trying to think of, is the third potential um, uh, head coach that uh, that could be the, um, uh, the for, for the All Blacks. Um, the uh, but it does show there was definitely a breakdown between um, the, um, the New Zealand Rugby and the All Blacks coaching staff. Um, the uh, and potentially a breakdown between. New Zealand and it's been very good for New Zealand rugby, um, and also the players as well. When last year, a lot of the players came out uh, in support of um, uh, Foster, um, particularly well, particularly um, players such as Aaron Smith, um, Arnie Surveyor, and um, I can't remember who it was now. Someone from the Blues as well. So um, various. Uh, sorry, so Sam Kane, I think, was from the actual front from the Chiefs. Um, uh, admittedly, no players from the Crusaders, which was interesting, but. Um, a number of players came out uh, publicly in support of Foster um, last year, and it looked like Foster could lose his job. Um, so, again, uh, that relationship between New Zealand rugby and the players, well, I think, is strained. Um, if not outright war, even if it we're not outright warfare, 
in the same way uh, that um, Wales is. I think the, the relationship between players um, and um, union bosses is is strained in a number of countries. Uh, Courtney Laws came out and mentioned a few things that uh, in England it's not looking great either. Um, now, I don't think it's in the same position as, as Wales is to talk about strikes, but I think a lot of players, there's definitely... Um, doesn't seem to be uh, yeah the appreciation or doesn't seem to be good relations between unions um, and players um, at the moment um, in this one. Um, so I thought we'd throw that in there. Um, let's get back to the actual rugby itself, and uh, we'll kick off now with Simon's first comment. How long is the uh, Melbourne Super Round going to be a concept for the competition future? Uh, boy, oh boy. Um, let's. Um, uh, let's have a have a look at some uh, sort of the the background to this. Um, the uh, the Melbourne Super Round is a round of um, New Zealand home games. It's a New Zealand round um, that New Zealand rugby has sold that round to um, a, uh, a um, an events team or events company, who then hosts that. Who then decided. Um, that the city they could get the most money for hosting this from was Melbourne. Um, so, and hence they took it over to Melbourne. Uh, I'm sure they, they looked around at other, other cities and saw if anyone else, other cities would um, would bid um, to host it. So that's why it's in Melbourne. Um, this is not um, Sansa or Super Rugby um, actually wanting to, um, uh, sort of wanting to put a, super, put, put a round together in Melbourne, this is a an events team um, that's um, that's working with, as some says, um, the Victorian state government um, buying around off New Zealand rugby, and New Zealand New Zealand rugby is doing it for money. Funnily enough, um, which uh, tends to be what New Zealand rugby does most things for. Um, let's be honest, um, and so um, it's been done for money, and that's where it's that now. So whose job is it to promote it? It's not the New Rebels' um, job to promote it because they have no... Uh, they're, obviously, they're playing in it, but it's not their home games. It's not their... They've not asked for it to be at home. They've not asked for it to be there. Um, and they have uh, no... Probably not even contractually allowed to be promoting it. It's been promoted by somebody else. And I've seen some comments online about people saying how the, how the promotion from the New Zealand teams um, wasn't great. Um, and um, so, yes, little things like promotion co-op between cooperation between teams and organisers is not great. Um, the island is saying no All Blacks, etc. Um, look, um, yeah, it's 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 not been uh, the, uh, the the, the organisers have bought this and then basically New Zealand rugby and everyone else has washed their hands of it and said you promote it, um, you've bought it, it's your money to promote it. We're not uh, we're not going to help you. Or maybe, I mean, that's not that's a tad harsh, really, but. Um, the um, so it's uh, um, so look, it's 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 that's where it's all come from. Uh, so I've seen comments about saying, Look, the New Zealand, the, the rugby, the certain teams have not done enough, and that's probably true, they haven't. But the reason they haven't is because they've not really got skin in the game if it's successful or not, they don't really care. Yeah, um, when they promote games at home, if it's if it's successful, they make money by selling tickets, they don't make any more money um, by selling tickets, they don't really care about the Melbourne round. Um, on the whole, now that's a tad over harsh about not caring, but um, it's the reality of where are you going to put your effort? You put your effort in where you get feed, where you get um, return, and you don't get any return from this. So you put your effort elsewhere. Um, so we'll see where um, 
uh, where, where they're going to have it or if, if, if it'll continue. Um, I think it's basically going to come down to will the Victorian government um, or will the government, will, will the um, will, will, will Auckland Council or will Wellington Council keep pay, pay for it to exist, to, to have it at, at their place? If there's a government agency or a local council that's going to pay for it, then it will happen. If there's not, then it'll stop. It comes down to that, really. Let's be honest. The crowds were okay. Okay. I put a tweet out saying, geez, there's an awful lot of great, there's an awful lot of green seats for having a great crowd and great atmosphere. Um, and I got um, a few comments saying, look, Paul, it's it's actually it's actually a, a they've got crowds that are bigger than normally they get for Earls for games. I think it, and, and I agree, it was a it was an okay crowd for super rugby. The problem is the commentators are trying to make it out to be it's a fantastic crowd. So Williams is even like, oh, we might have a sellout later. So which planet are you living on, uh, Sonny Bill Williams? Give me whatever you're smoking or what pills you're popping, because, mate, there is not a hope in hell that that was ever going to be anywhere near a sellout. There were way, way too many green seats for that. Um, so um, the uh, um, they just over-egged it uh, for me on the commentary and on the broadcast. Um, yes, it was a good atmosphere. Yes, it was a decent crowd, um, but um, it was not by any stretch great or wonderful. Um, the uh, the problem that Super Rugby has is it's a 10, 12,000 um, uh, attendance, right? If you're going to hold it in Eden Park, 40,000, um, you're oh. going to hold it in any other, um, any of the same that they're played in currently, all those things are too big by, by twice to four times too big for the crowds that they get. Um, and it always looks better because of that. Um, playing smaller grounds where you actually fill it, get a proper atmosphere, it'll look better on TV um, and uh, it'll be great. But those those grounds aren't necessarily available um, for that. Now, Science says Warren's house game, first round, um, they got 20,000 to 40,000 stadium. Again, it looks half empty because it is half empty. But twenty thousand is a great crowd. It's a very, very good crowd for Super Rugby. Waratahs did a very good job at that. Now it was a derby game against the Brumbies. It's the easiest one for them to sell, but still, they did a good job getting twenty thousand there. Um, the problem is, it's in a stadium that's too big. Um, unless you're going to be able to, um, until you get thirty thousand, um, you, you shouldn't really be trying to trying to go to those stadiums of that size. Unfortunately, is my opinion. It's all my opinion, folks. The problem is in New Zealand, we don't have the right size stadiums for, to, to host this kind of stuff. We have big stadiums because cities want to try and have the All Blacks, or we have piddly stadiums because they know the only thing they host is NPC um, and basically um, school um, sports events. Um, and hence, you either have a, a, a stadium that's too big or a stadium that's too small. We don't really have the right infrastructure for Super Rugby, unfortunately. And again, Christchurch, their new stadium. When are they ever going to fill that? Once a year for All Blacks tests and maybe occasionally for concerts, but that'll be it um, at the end of the day. Um, there's my rant on that. And so, yeah, how long will we keep on having these Melbourne things? As long as Victoria government is willing to pay for it. Um, Rights says, yeah, funny, you used to get close to 20k at Caresbrook um, for a big NPC game. You used to fill Eden Park um, with 40,000. Um, for MPC for MPC games, you, but the the, the the term there is used to, um, and uh, when we say used to, we're talking about the 80s and 90s, um, last century, 
you've not done it this century. It's not happened this century, um, apart from occasional, very occasional finals, such as um, Auckland's final against um, Canterbury, uh, which was the first time they've been in a final for absolutely ever. And they, they opened the gates for... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Free. Um, that was a cracking crowd. Uh, horrible weather, unfortunately. Um, and a crack, uh, but a cracking event. And a crack, uh, uh, So it does happen, but it's the exception, not the rule. Oh, dear me. Okay. Should we get on to the games or should we get on to the controversy? Let's do the controversy because Moas Boas has brought it up. He's gone. That gesture by Ardi was perfect. No, it wasn't. That gesture by Ardi was, uh, was unacceptable in the game and it's something that has to, that needs to be stamped out straight away. Um, I've seen comments about, oh, uh, look, when you have warriors going to battle. This isn't a battle, folks. These aren't warriors. These are uh, These are athletes. Um, taking part in a game. They're not fighting for their lives. They are, they are playing a game. Yes, it's a contact game, but it's still a game. Um, uh, and they need to be able to control themselves. If you look at the way that um, the NFL has gone, um, in the NFL, if you even push a player after um, the, uh, the whistle, you get done for, for, um, uh, for, for, for roughing a player or for, uh, and, and things. And if you're trying to tell me that the people players in the NFL... Um, aren't passionate that that's not a confrontation sport uh, now if they can if they can keep control of themselves then I'm sorry rugby players can um, as well um, the uh, so for my mind what uh, what he did was unacceptable um, and it needs to be made very clear that it's not acceptable and that it's not allowed to happen again it's the first time it's happened and it's happened with one of the most high profile players in the world so unfortunately yes he has to be cited for it I understand he's um, apologised. Apologies, apologies, saying it's footy. I'm sorry. No, it's not footy. Um, it's not something um, that um, uh, it, it's not something that, uh, that, that 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 we want to be footy or that should be footy. Uh, and so uh, now, am I saying that um, he should be banned for a year or anything like that? No, I'm not. Um, what I'm saying is that citing is the correct way to go to to to, to make it clear this is unacceptable, um, and then. I know people have been saying, look, he's a good guy, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But those are the things that come up in the citing review, in the citing hearing. And so in the hearing, we can have, he's apologised, he's a good guy, his past record is good, therefore 
and we're downgrading the sanction to be a suspended sentence, suspended ban rather than an actual ban, something along those sort of lines, um, and give him a, a two or three game suspended ban if he transgresses again um, with unsportsman behaviour, then it kicks in. That way you can see there is a, that's, um, yes, he keeps playing, but there's a clear statement that this is not acceptable um, and uh, that, um, that he's publicly censored uh, in that way. Uh, as Dr. Wright said, yeah, public censor is important, then we can move on. Um, now, to me, I would like a, I would like a uh, as I say, I would like a suspended ban. That way, um, it's, uh, uh, it, it's, um, uh, it, it's done. Moas Bias, uh, the world is getting, getting soft, period, damn. Uh, he apologised, move on. Yeah, <laughs> he did apologise, but yeah, I'm sure the um, All Blacks media team had been straight down to say, apologise or we're in real trouble. Um, so, uh, look, um, we're not getting soft. It's about uh, knowing what is and what isn't acceptable um, and actually enforcing those things, in my opinion. Um, I might say, I'm not saying that he should be missing the next six rounds or anything like that. I'm just saying that the that it had to go through the sentence. He had to be cited. It has to go through that process. Um, and that's where we take mitigating factors in, such as he is a good guy. He does a lot of good stuff. And yes, this was a slip. Um, it wasn't repeat um, antagonistic behaviour. It was Dane Coles. Hell, throw the book at him because, boy, he's a grub and he does it all the time. And it wasn't surprising that Dane Coles was um, uh, was actually part of, <laughs> was, was part of the instigation that blew this whole thing up. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that Dane Coles, uh, I say, was part of it. I know there's a bit bunch of comments saying that, look, um, what uh, uh, shouldn't the uh, Australian players be cited for what they said as well? Well, I don't know because I don't know what they said. All right. Um, was it nice? Clearly not because he reacted. Um, but um, did they say any? But, um, but unfortunately, look, I can't say yes, they should be cited or no, they shouldn't because I don't know what they said. Um, and it was and we didn't hear that. Um, over the microphone, we did see what Ardy did, um, and it was just blatant, um, and that's why uh, that's why it has to be cited. Um, maybe there is stuff said every single game that I would not find acceptable, and that should, and I, I would say is not part of rugby. Um, maybe that is true, uh, but I don't know that for, for certain because I'm not there, I'm not on the pitch, I can't, I don't hear about it. Um, anyway, moving on then. Um, the uh, and uh, most bus, I said the old black did it for years with the hacker. Um, nothing wrong with a bit of RG bargy, nothing wrong with the RG bargy, that's fine, but we need to know where the line is, and that's bit that to me that's crossing the line. Uh, you'll also notice that the all blacks don't do it in the hacker anymore, it's been phased out, it's been got rid of because they realize that actually it's unacceptable and um, uh, and it's something they should never have done in the first place. You can have the hacker, you can have the challenge, you don't need that in there, um, as part of it. Uh, let's move on then to actual rugby, please, because, uh, hey, we've uh, we've had enough of um, that. First up, we had the Crusaders against the Highlanders. Crusaders going off the back of one of their worst performances ever. <laughs> I think it's probably fair to say, uh, or at least um, definitely under um, Scott Robertson when they lost in the opening round to um, the uh, Chiefs. Um, the uh, And they bounced back from that um, to uh, to beat the Highlanders comprehensively 52-15. to the Highlanders now have got the fewest have scored the fewest points in this competition across any of the teams. Less than the Moana Pacifica, less than the Fiji and Drua, less than the teams were expect uh, less than the 
the Rebels less than the force the teams are expecting to be in that bottom four. The Highlanders are a mess at the moment, unfortunately. Um, and uh, it doesn't help that they have the worst line-out. Um, you have to get your set-piece right if you're going to be playing a team like the Crusaders or the Chiefs or the Blues or the Brumbies, the top four teams. Um, they've uh, Now, for them, they've played the Blues, they've played the Crusaders, the two teams that people think will be in the final um, come the end of it. Um, so we'll just uh, look... Um, there's uh, there's definitely play, there's definitely a much improvement needed um, there. Also, the fewest number of offloads, but hey, um, and only two line breaks in this game. Two in this game, three in last game, five line breaks in the entire competition so far. Um, really, really a problem there. Um, Thomas um, and Jensen, yes, he's been very good. Ainsley's also been good as well. They've got some good players, and they're not playing. Um, as uh, well as a team, Josh Dixon. <laughs> yeah, there's only so many years before the old the old body um, has to give up, though. Um, on that one, um, uh, Simon said, "Yes, it's interesting when see when the uh, Highlanders play the first Australian opposition." True. Look, they play two of the top teams. I get that, but boy, oh boy, uh, they have looked poor in those games. Uh, we look at the, uh, for example, Moana Pacifica just played the Chiefs, one of the top teams, but they scored 29 points. Right, um, they managed to win 16 of their 18 lineouts. Um, so they had a decent lineout, um, winning four more than the Highlanders for the same number of lineouts. Um, they also had so much possession that they actually made, had to make the fewest tackles um, and gave up the fewest penalties. Um, so look, uh, the um, they do have uh, look that's uh, they are the other Highlanders are in trouble, and there's no two ways um, about it. Next up was a game that I was not expecting to be much very interesting, but was one of the two best games of the weekend. Let's be blunt. Rebels first the Hurricanes, 33-39. to 39. Sure, we've had the Ardis, so I think we've talked about that already. Um, but he also scored a couple of tries, um, which um, was cracking um, there as well. Uh, look, he's a cracking player, don't get me wrong. Um, the Rebels, though, look at that. 18 out of 18 and 3 out of 3 of their scrums. A perfect um, set piece. Uh, boy, they needed that kind of thing. But 20 turnovers, ooh, ouch, um, that did hurt them. The Hurricanes, though, uh, look, 39 to 33, they managed to get the win. Both the Hurricanes and the Blues, big, big error in the fact that they had double yellow cards. Now, the second yellow card for the Hurricanes um, got um, turned into um, a 20-minute red card. That's the first time that's happened. Um, so good, uh, interesting to see that. I'm interested to hear back from you guys as to your thoughts on that process. Did you like the idea that it's a quick yellow and get reviewed off and it gets keeps the game moving, or do you think we should have stayed on, had it reviewed it properly, and decided red or yellow on the pitch? Uh, be interested to hear your, your thoughts on that one. There, um, but um, I saw some good things from Rebels. Yeah, look, I was impressed by the Rebels. Rebels to, um, to, to to be honest to uh, to, to get to, to push the Hurricanes close. Um, cracking game, they did very well, um, and uh, especially coming off the back of losing to the Force, I was not expecting this from them. Um, and uh, short, they're at home. They're obviously the only home team um, last uh, last week. Um, and um, we'll uh, well, we'll see if they can continue that um, away from home. Whether they end up being a bit, I expect them to be a bit inconsistent. Um, let's be honest with uh, uh, to, uh, new new coaching staff, don't they? Some um, there as well. Connor Gordon, good in um, the uh, the second half there. Um, and uh, Simon says, yeah, the Rebels played well in their first half. 
um, against um, the, um, the Western force. So, um, uh, so yeah, very impressed with the rebels um, compared to my expectations of them. Um, clearly, look, they're not world beaters. They're not the they're not the sheeps of the blues or, or the top of the top of the pile. Um, but they're not. Um, but they for two losses, um, they're they're they were they're one of the better scenes that have lost both their games. Next up, one to get against the Chiefs. Oh boy, oh boy. Interception try in the first 10 seconds. Uh, Dear me. Um, that was uh, always an uphill battle for them, wasn't it? Look, the game was lost by half time. I'll be honest, I saw the scores and just didn't bother watching this one uh, as soon as it was rocking out. I had my girls this weekend. Um, I spent all day um, or spent all afternoon uh, at the rugby um, with Waihe videoing um, and so I needed some time with my girls afterwards. Um, so uh, I'll be honest, I didn't watch this one. But look, some of the numbers in there, um, the Chiefs they had to make the most tackles out of anybody this weekend at 170. Boy, oh boy, they do trust their tackling because, look, 11 missed tackles. That's the best. The, the fewest least tackle, the fewest missed tackles, but they made the most tackles. Um, this get this um, when we look at the table or when if you look at the table, you'll see that the, the Chiefs have given have given up the fewest um, points so far. Um, but um, so they are no, that's obviously includes the Crusaders in that first round where they got got them down to ten. Um, so that's uh, you've got to say Chiefs um, looking good uh, there. The fewest number of turnovers, the fewest the fewest missed tackles. Technically, very good from that point of view. Um, they did allow the Moana Pacifica to have too much of the ball though. Um, now that's uh, but then again, Moana Pacifica, another one of those sides just doesn't kick the ball. Um, Nineteen kicks in this game. Um, the only team to kick less from them is the Fiji and Drua um, in the first round. Again, they were the second lowest, um, with the Fiji and Drua being the lowest of, of kicking. Now, if you ask any, if you listen to any Jones podcast, you listen to anyone else who talks about um, what the top teams do, your France's, your Ireland's uh, internationally, is they kick the bottle of the, they kick the ball, they kick the ball well. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, I think Moana Pacifica there uh, are going to have to learn. Need to need to add that to their game and learn how to kick from hand more. Um, the uh, so the Chiefs twenty six to twenty to, to their nineteen. Um, add to that um, a, a good a good platform from both teams actually in their set piece um, there with that one. Next up, the Drua versus the Waratahs. Wow, this one blew out. I didn't expect it to blow out quite so much. I thought the Fiji and Drua would be close to this one, seventeen to um, forty six here. Again, the Fiji and Drua, second week on the trot, the fewest number of kicks from hand. Um, yes, it's fun seeing the Fijians run from anywhere, but they need to decide when, because they only made one line break. One line break. That is just nuts when you think about what we think of Fiji and rugby to be about. Lots of offloads. The uh, Actually, the Waratahs offloaded more um, than the than the Drua did, which is just um, a, a, a crazy a crazy thought when you think of, sort of the style of rugby we expect from um, the uh, Fiji and Drua. So the Waratahs, um, let's say, offloaded more than them and um, came out with a, a big, big win there. So well done to the Waratahs, bouncing back from that loss to the Brumbies in the opening weekend. Uh, but look, we've got to obviously temper our expectations of the Tars because again, it was against the Drua, just like we're going to have to temper um, our expectations of the um, Reds as well. We get on to that um, in a second. Next up, game of the round. Um, uh, in some ways, or, or, or I mean, pre-weekend, pre, pre, pre you'd say, look, Blues against the Brumbies. 
um, was going to be uh, one of the tight, tightest contests of Brumbies, obviously the best team in Australia, uh, and the one team that can challenge the uh, the New Zealand teams. Uh, when I mean by New Zealand teams, I mean the, the Chiefs, uh, Blues and Crusaders, that top crowd. Um, and the Brumbies did it very well. They didn't turn the ball over um, and they kept their discipline. The Blues did not keep their discipline. 17 penalties. Ouch. Um, uh, the fewest number of offloads in the game, in, but they did. But even if with with less offloads, they still made five line breaks. So there, um, all the points scored in the first half. Interestingly enough, no points in the second half. But the Blues, two yellow cards at the same time, letting itself get down to thirteen men. Well, that loses you the game when the Brumbies put fast um, use fast hands and put Muir Muirfield Muirhead, sorry. Um, on the outside, touching it down. If you've two, if you've got 13 players on the pitch, they've got 15. There's going to be a space there if you move the ball quickly enough. Um, the Blues, um, just, yeah, that discipline, I'm sorry, but you can't allow two yellow cards at the same time. You've got to be absolutely squeaky clean when you've given up a yellow card. Um, and uh, the um, uh, and yeah, 17 penalties is, is just a joke. I've heard complaints about how Bowden Barrett ran the game. Uh, he's not a, good, not a game manager. Um, but look, I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter what your game manager is. If you've got discipline like that, it's all over. Christopher Bailey, sorry I'm late. Great weekend of games. What do you make of the Super Rugby weekend? Look, to me, I don't think it was a great weekend of games, to be honest with you. It was a weekend of blowouts with two good games at the end of the day. Um, the uh, Rebels, um, Hurricanes, 33 to 39. Um, and then the Blues, Brumbies, 20 to 25. Uh, I've got one more game to go through, which is the force of the Rebels. But look, 52 15, uh, 52 um, 29, 46 9, 17, and 71 20. Um, four blowouts there in that. Um, and there is really a difference between the top four and the rest. Um, There's a couple of teams in the middle there with you, kind of Hurricanes, Waratahs, maybe. Um, but um, you've got a top four of, Crusa of, um, of Blues, Crusaders, Chiefs, and, and Brumbies. Uh, I'd say your Hurricanes and um, uh, your Waratahs, maybe your Highlanders. We're going to wait and see until they until they play um, some of the um, uh, uh, some of the other uh, some of the other teams. They played they played two of the top teams so far. So will the, will we will has that shown that they're actually worse than we think they are? Um, but so uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of a gap down uh, a bit of a, a two tier competition here, um, really uh, with this one. Um, finally, Force versus Reds. Boy, oh boy. Um, the Force, worst kicking team at post, but who cares when you're letting 71 points? Doesn't matter if you miss a couple of kicks, does it? 35 missed tackles. That is horrendous. Okay. The Rebels missed 35 in the week one, Highlanders 37, um, and the Crusaders 49. So look, um, the tackling has got better. Um, in this uh, um, uh, in the uh, uh, in the second week because we haven't missed anywhere near as many um, actually we probably just top them up um, what in week one we missed 324 tackles in week two we missed 261 so nearly so what 80 less tackles were missed in week two so um, defenses have improved which is good um, but boy if you're going to miss 35 tackles um, then uh, and you're only trying to make 110, uh, you're going to let people um, score points. And that's exactly what um, the Warriors did. And congratulations, they managed to do it. 15 clean, um, sorry, 15 um, uh, line breaks. Wow. 
No one else got in double figures this week. They made 15. So by clearly the most by a long stretch. They also kicked the ball the most. Hello, folks. What was I talking earlier about with Fiji and Drua and Monotifica? Um, the, uh, you say, oh, yeah, look, kicking's boring. Well, really? Because 32 kicks and 15 line breaks. There's a hell of a lot of rugby being played there. Um, and well done um, to, uh, um, to the Reds there. Um, playing the right style again, uh, getting those line breaks and um, getting the wins. Paul, uh, so sorry, Chris Edwards Bailey asks, who would be your two favourites for the wooden spoon? Um, well, look, after week one, I would have probably have had the uh, the Rebels in there. But look, after that performance against the Hurricanes, boy, they've lost two games, but they, they stepped it up. Um, the Force um, and the Rebels, I think, were both down there, um, for my mind, uh, with... Um, with obviously uh, you, you drew and Pacifica hoping to do better. Look, the Fijian drew, um, what was it, 90? Uh, go away and have a look at the, my interview with um, post match interview. Uh, we talked with um, uh, the, the head coach, McBride, uh, and also their, head, their captain after the Mile Pacific game. Uh, was it 17 or 19 weeks they've had pre season? They should be the most prepared team out of any team. They, should, they, they need to make hay early on um, there. Um, for, to, because that's where, because they should be more prepared and ready for the season than everyone else. Everyone else is going to be playing catch up from that with much shorter pre seasons. Um, so, uh, the, um, so, yeah, for me, the, so, yes, yeah, so the drawer could slip backwards into that as well if they're not careful. But for me at the moment, it's Force and, it's, um, Force and Rebels uh, are the favourites for the, uh, the wooden spoon places. Um, not sure, right. Is it too late for Pattaya to push for the Wallabies 15 jersey? Look, um, uh, it is if he doesn't play 15 all the time for the Reds. Um, <laughs> uh, he needs to be he needs to settle it, settle at a position um, and stay there. Um, and uh, Brad Thorne and Eddie Jones need to have a chat about where his best position is if Eddie Jones is does seriously think he's going to throw a World Cup. But with Eddie Jones in there now, you're a new head coach. I, I think all the jerseys are up for grabs to a greater or lesser degree. Um, Alan Soa and um, oh, Tom and Thor have gone blank. Sorry, folks. Um, uh, both are probably uh, sort of nailed on into their positions in, in, in the um, boat on, on that propping side um, and a few others. But some, um, uh, and obviously Hooper, you'd expect is, is in there. But I think all the other, I think, look, I think all the roles are up for grabs when you've got a new coach in, in the way that it, um, with someone like Eddie Jones. And um, if the players perform, I think he'll pick them, uh, to be to be blunt. Um, He's uh, he doesn't have much time. Let's be honest. Before the World Cup, he's just got to go for it. There, um, my throat is becoming a bit sore from talking continuously for forty-eight minutes, folks. So thank you everybody who has joined me in the live chat. I do really appreciate it. Um, joining me here on Monday at eight pm to chat footy, and um, we'll be back next week uh, at Monday at eight pm um, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, Facebook and YouTube is where you can join in the um, the live chat. Um, the obviously then we'll have the uh, Super Rugby games to talk about, um, and from Super Rugby Pacific point of view, Chiefs versus Highlanders. <laughs> boy oh boy, it just gets worse for the Highlanders, doesn't it? They play the top three New Zealand teams in the top three weeks. Um, that is um, really um, really tough for them, um, and uh, we are going to have to wait um, until. Uh, round four, where they play the force to, to, to see if it's just purely who they're playing 
or whether they are just um, a, a tough side. Um, before you all disappear off, I'm, I'm previewing the week's next week's games. Rebels versus Waratahs. Um, look, uh, the, um, the Rebels put up a good game against the Hurricanes, um, but the Tars also look show that they can break free. Uh, are the Tars in that mid-table and the, and, the, and the Rebels are at the bottom? Um, or are they both mid-lower-table mid, mid table teams? Um, we'll find out a bit more on Friday night. Pushing on into Saturday, the Fiji and Drua host the Crusaders in Fiji. Yes, um, looking forward to that one in Fiji. Uh, look, the Crusaders should um, win this one comfortably over there, uh, but should is the operative word. Will playing in Fiji really lift the uh, them? The Drua will have to wait and see on that one, but I'll be honest, I'm not holding out much hope for them there. Canes versus the Blues. Um, look, the Blues, Blues should be hurting from that Brumbies loss and should bounce back um, and win that one if they are going to say that if they are title contenders. Um, if the Hurricanes want to say they're title contenders, then this is a good, a good opportunity for them to make that case um, at the moment. I don't think they are. Brumbies versus Reds. That should be a Brumbies win at home. Um, I know the Reds are coming off for a big win, but it was against the Force. And the Brumbies have just beaten the Blues. Um, so the Brumbies at home should be uh, proving that they are the number one team in Australia. Then on Sunday, Force versus Moana Pacifica. Um, well, Sunday, New Zealand time. It's midnight. Boy, oh boy. Um, it's going to be tough staying up till midnight watching that game uh, and then getting up uh, with about an hour's sleep to watch Italy versus Wales. Um, unfortunately, there's going to have to be a call made there. And I think Italy versus Wales is, gonna be, is, uh, is where I'm going to be at. But anyway... Force versus Mara Pacifica. This is one of the big games. Mara Pacifica must be, must be um, targeting this game to get some points. They need a win early on um, or, the, or we can forget them having any chance of making the finals, which is what they want to do when they've got the Brumbies up next and then the Hurricanes at home. This is a must win. This is already a must win game for Mara Pacifica this season. Um on the flip side, it's a must-win game for the Force as well. Uh, they, they think um, when uh, you think they've just cut, they've just got thumped by over fifty points by um, by the Reds, so um, cracking one there. Um, the um, that game is free to air on Prime Live this week. Absolutely, that game at midnight. Funny that the, the Prime have decided, you know, midnight slot when no one's actually awake. That's when we'll put a free game on. Um, look, at least they're putting it, making it free. So don't, look, I'm being harsh. Um, there. Thank you, Sky, for making some games free. Let's try and grow the game. Super Rugby Alpaki, um, Chiefs versus Ma um, Chiefs Moana versus Mata Atu. Um, that should be a home win um, with that one. That's on Saturday at 2 p.m. Um, unfortunately, I'm working this weekend, so unfortunately, I can't make it to that game. Um, and then um, Hurricanes Power um, against uh, the Blues. Yeah, that's a 4.45 game. Um, that should be a cracker. I say that that's a must win for the Blues to avoid um, potentially facing the Chiefs in the semi-finals. Um, so um, two, uh, um, well, I, one game I, I think should be a, uh, a, a comfortable, we, know, we should know what the result's going to be. Um, and then the hard one. And then obviously those uh, Six Nations games we've already talked about at the top of the show. Thank you everyone for joining me. Um, uh, the, um, it's a labour of love. Um, I do love uh, talking rugby, so hopefully you enjoy listening too. Um, and uh, if you do, head over to patreon.com forward slash enter sport radio to support us uh, for as little as a dollar. And don't forget, there's that um, interview 
with um, um, oh, I've gone blank. The the uh, Chiefs um, women's uh, assistant head coach. So um, assistant coach, sorry, assistant head coach. How do you have assistant head coaches? Assistant coach there. Clearly, it's been a long day. I need to have a beer, and uh, you need to um, uh, again not have me ramble. Good night. <laughs> 